World's on fire. Our culture is disintegrating. Hey, pass the salt. Hey, you, pass the salt. You know what, why it's disintegrating? Because we're jellyfish. <laughs> pass the salt, will you? Pass the salt. Pass the salt, amigo. It is time. It's time. I think they could give us a new name. I believe we are Evan Jellyfish. Hey, will you pass the salt? Pass the salt. We need salt over here. It's time for Pass the Salt. Pass the salt. But we like to share the gospel without any backbone to it, see? The views, opinions, and seemingly outrageous comments expressed in this program are based on the Holy Spirit leading of a man called Coach. I gotta ask you this out there, Christian America. It's time for Pass the Salt with a coach, Dave Daubenmeyer. Hey, good morning. I think I've been getting out a little bit out over my skis. You guys know what that means when you go skiing? Clay does. Clay knows how to water ski. Some of you out there know how to water skis. Uh, getting out over your skis means you're leaning too far forward. And I don't think I've been leaning too far forward, but I want you to understand that theology is not my, it's not my bailiwick. Say, so Coach, what's that mean? Bailiwick, area of expertise, where I really work every day. I'm not a theologian. Those of you who watch the show regularly know I say that over and over and over. I'm not a theologian, but I can read and I can think, and I have the Holy Spirit. In the last couple of days, we've really kind of dived into some theological stuff. And again, uh, as, as, as we showed yesterday, the, the essentials of the Christian faith are really what's important. All, that, all the other stuff is non-essential. And Paul warned us that foolish and unlearned questions avoid. Foolish and un, unlearned what? Eat this, don't eat that. All, all, the, all of these things, right? And none of them are uh, salvation issues. None of them are. None of, uh, will I? Is it just, I'm just asking, because here's, here's, here's where we get drugged. Am I sinning if I eat pork? Am I sinning if I worship church on Sunday? Am I sinning if, I mean, we could go on and on and on and on, right? And I'm not talking about willful sin, because willful sin certainly needs to be repented of and forgiven. But uh, somebody said, I remember a long time ago, somebody asked, is, uh, is it a sin if you don't know it is? It's a good question, isn't it? I'm going, that's why I'm going to kind of head this morning, not, not on, not theologicals. I'm not going to get, I'm telling you, I'm not going to get back into theological debates because it causes, we fight. I've had some of the most unbelievable tense moments the last couple of days because I'm talking about non-essential Christian issues. Somebody give me a thumbs up so you know what I'm talking about. And no matter how much I say, I don't want to talk about that. That's why, that's why I got kind of upset the other day. I, I don't want, look, I don't want you to convince me and I don't want to convince you. That's not what this forum's about. I'm bringing it in and you you work out your own salvation with fear and trembling, which is what the scriptures tell us to do. So I want I want to get after that. Uh, mark down September twenty third. We're really we are really beginning to finalize this thing. I think it's going to be really really good. We're going to do a we're going to do a Zoom a, a seminar over over the internet. I've already as we showed yesterday. Pull up uh, survival four hundred one k dot com. Pull that up for me. I've known Ross Powell for a long time, and this is appealing. We we look. We just got a website. Uh, Yesterday, it's called preparetostand.com. Now, don't go there because there isn't anything there. Prepare the number two stand, preparetostand.com. And I'm going to begin to, as the Holy Spirit leads us, 
begin to do these regular little seminars to train us in preparation for what might be ahead of us. That's why we called it Prepare to Stand. We're going to talk about medical issues. We're going to talk about legal issues. We're going to talk about financial issues. We're going to talk about a survival. We're going to just do little seminars, okay? So that's, that's what's on my heart in regards to that. In the 401k, I spoke to Roger Weaver. God bless Roger Weaver because Roger's going to be one of our presenters here. He's going to talk about wills, probate, how you can guarantee that the wealth that you've accumulated is passed on to your children and grandchildren, not to the bunch of lawyers. He made that presentation at the uh, at our annual event. It was really good, and he's going to do, he's going to do that. So we're going to have uh, Ross Powell. Uh, anyway, Roger didn't know this, friends. Did you know that you can right now, Take your retirement in, income, whether it's in a 401k, whether whatever it is, uh, teacher's retirement. Did you know that you can draw all of that out and invest it yourself? You can buy property with it, silver, gold, Bitcoin. So that's what this is. This is what this is going to be. It's going to be a question and answer of how how do I do a full, my own survival 401k? Because you do know this, don't you? If the economy crashes, so does your 401k. It's gone, baby. It's gone. You can buy land with it, right? Yeah. Now, Ross and these guys, they, they, give you, they, they give you the rules and regulations how to do it. But you have a 401k, like Michelle and I have one. Uh, we, we did this. Michelle and I did this. And I have, we have access to it. And it doesn't cost me anything. There's no taxes on it or anything unless I take money out. And once I take money out, then you have to pay taxes. We have to do that anyway, right? So Ross is going to talk about that. It's really, really important. Uh, I want to get an expert on metals gold, silver, and uh, maybe throw a little bit of Bitcoin in there. And Roger's going to talk about trust. That's going to be on the 20, September 23rd. It's going to be from about 10 in the morning till about three in the afternoon, three different sessions. Okay. So just giving you a heads up on that. Um, <clears throat> Clay got to sit. I didn't get a chance to watch it. Clay sat in for, was it John Diamond you sat in for yesterday, Clay? I'll get a copy of that thing. We'll get that out there. Uh, getting, oh, oh yeah. Okay. So, so I'm going to, I'm going to dive into something here today. Uh, anybody have anything for the good of the group before I do regarding what I just spoke about? Yes. Yeah. Now look, yes, we are going to charge for the seminar. Yeah. I'm going, I'm going to charge for it. It's a way that we can uh, help raise funds for past assault ministries and bring knowledge to you. So yeah, there, there's going to be a fee. We have expenses involved with streaming this. Okay. And yes, you'll be able to buy the live stream and yes, you'll be able to have it. And yes, you can share it with your friends. Yes. All that. Okay, cool. Um, where was I? Where was I going? Um, nobody. Okay, cool, cool. So let me let me dive in. I want to dive in here with two things. Number one, let's start out with something light here. Getting old. Getting old. I I came across this. I I couldn't believe it. You you know you're getting old. Did you know that Bonanza premiered 64 years ago? Lauren Green, Hoscott, right? That was that show started 64 years ago. The Beatles split up. 54 years ago. They split up 54 years ago. Laugh-In, remember that? 56 years ago, Laugh-In. Wow. The Wizard of Oz is 84 years old. Elvis has been dead 46 years. Elvis would be 88 today. The movie, uh, the thriller, Michael Jackson thriller, it's 40 years old. Folks, am I feeling old to me here today? Jimi Hendrix and Janis Joplin have both been dead 53 years. Wow, this is my youth flashing in front of me here. John Lennon's been dead 43 years. Dead 43 years. 
Mickey Mantle, I love Mickey Mantle, number seven. Mickey retired 55 years ago. Back to the Future, Michael, what was his name? Doesn't matter. That thing is 39 years old. Back to the Future, 40 years ago. <laughs> Saturday Night Fever, remember the Bee Gees? That was, wow, 46 years ago. Ed Sullivan's show ended 51 years ago. The Brady Bunch premiered 54 years ago. The triplets on My Three Sons would be 54 years old today. Tabitha from Bewitched would be 59. <laughs> the Corvette turned 70 this year. And the Mustang is 59 years old. Anybody feeling old with me out there? Uh, you know, the Bible says in the end, it's a wink of an eye. It's here and then it's gone, isn't it? Isn't that our, isn't that our lives? I, I want to shock you. I'm 70. 1952 was 70 years ago. How can that be? How can that be? That's that's where we are. Getting old, man. Getting old. I want I want to I want to play a song for you. First of all, uh, because uh, we tend to get spend a a uh, Jonathan. I want you to pull this up. Go to Webster for me, real quick, here, bud, and pull up religion religion because this is where most in my opinion this is where most this is where most christians are trapped and if you're not you're lucky religion in its most comprehensive sense includes a belief in the being and perfections of god in the revelation of who he is Man's obligations obey his commands and true godliness, piety of life, yada, yada, yada. Religion as a distinct, as distinct from theology is godliness or real piety and practice consisting in the performance of all known duties. See, it's easy to be religious. Easy to be religious and not Christian. Are you, are you following me? It's easy to be religious and not saved. Religion Number three, as distinct from virtue or morality, consistent in the performance of duties we owe directly to God. So if we're not careful, we will turn our born-again experience into religion. Rules and regulations, following rules. Not that we're not supposed to follow rules, but don't ever forget this. The Ten Commandments are all designed for your protection, for the protection of everybody. They are not, they're not, they're not, put there to be something hard for you to follow. No, no, no. If we, every one of us, if every person in America followed the Ten Commandments, well, we would be in, we'd be in a peaceful country, right? But we have to be careful. Amen to that. Yeah. So we have to be careful. Number five, the rights of religion, the rights of religion. Catholicism, sorry, I grew up a Catholic, is nothing but rituals and religion. Anybody want to disagree with that? And so is Lutheranism, as far as I can tell. I don't know. Presbyterianism. It's all becomes about rules and regulations. And uh, it's, it's called the law. Those who, uh, uh, I want to think of the scripture. It's not coming to me. Oh, yeah. The spirit of Christ gives life. The law brings death. You can never live up to the law. Never. So I want to show, show you something. Because, again, I feel from my perspective, that the last couple of days, we focused a lot on religion, on rules and regulations and do's and don'ts. And I don't ever, 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 ever want to be known as a religious guy. I just don't want to. I'm a, I'm a man of faith. You say that, I guess. I'm spiritual. You could say that. We're all spiritual, by the way. 
It doesn't matter which spirit it is. But I want to I want to show you a couple things that I brought up. Uh, this was a song number three. I'll pull that up for me real quick here, uh, Jonathan. Have anybody ever heard of Randy Swift and his song Solomon's Temple? I'm going to play it for you today, okay? But I want you to hear the lyrics before we do. Randy Swift, I, I heard this song years and years ago, and it always stuck with me. This has to do with the heart, someone having the heart of God as opposed to the heart of religion. What what is a church? Where does it start? Is it built? Is it a building? Or is it a heart? If you know the answer, then we can agree. It's not a building. It's a heart that's willing to let God lead. Solomon's temple was not like David's heart. Knowledge and wisdom don't make you spiritually smart. You may find yourself deceived if you can't tell them apart. Solomon's temple, David's heart. You follow on it here? Religion and spiritual. Religion and spiritual. Solomon's temple was religious. David's heart was a man after God's own heart, right? David was. Knowledge and wisdom was Solomon's plea. He never asked God. Solomon never asked God to be led by the Spirit. He never did. Solomon was just smart and did everything his own way. But David laid on his face and prayed continually. He cried for heaven's sake, Father, don't take your spirit from me. Solomon was a wise man. Of this, there is no doubt. He built a great cathedral, but he left something out. He wrote in Ecclesiastes, all's vanity and despair. Even though his church looked perfect, he knew God's presence wasn't there. Huh? So I want you to hear this from Randy Swift. Because this, this is really, in my heart, this is what we've been, that's what we've been sandpaper in the last couple of days over religion, religion. We're missing the spirit. Go ahead and play it. Hey, Johnny, you can play it at about 1.5 speed, and we'll still, we'll still get the gist of it. Most of you probably never, ever heard this song. Solomon's Temple. Go ahead. I don't know if you can put the lyrics up there too at the same time, John. That's okay. What is a church? Where does it start? Is it a building? Or is it a heart? If you know the answer, then we can it's not a building, it's a heart that's willing to let God lead. Solomon's temple was not like David's heart. Knowledge and wisdom don't make you spiritually smart. You may find yourself deceived if you can't tell them apart. Solomon's temple and David's heart. Knowledge and wisdom was Solomon's plea. But he never asked God to let the Spirit lead. But David laid on his face and prayed continually. He cried for heaven's sake, Father, don't take your Spirit from me. Solomon's temple. 
between the heart of God and religion. And can I tell you the truth, friends? For the most part, uh, the modern American church uh, promotes religion. Promotes religion. To to me, that's that's the heart heart of Christianity, right? Somebody said, nobody cares what you know until they know how much you care. So along those same lines, I wanted to... Pull up some. I got, uh, Lord, help me out here. Help me out here. Bring up, I'm going somewhere, then we'll open it up, all right? Uh, Pull up uh, stupidity. Stupidity. This is what we're dealing with in America today. And how can it happen? How can can we be so stupid? I hate to read this to you, but I'm going to read it to you, okay? Stupidity is more dangerous enemy of good than wickedness. Evil can be protested against, exposed, and if necessary, it can be prevented by force. Evil always harbors the germ of self-destruction by inducing at least some uneasiness in people. But we're defenseless against stupidity. Nothing can be done to oppose it, neither with protests nor violence. Reasons cannot prevail. Facts that contradict one's prejudice simply don't need to be believed. When they are inescapable, they can simply be brushed aside as meaningless, isolated cases. I'm going to stop a minute. Somebody say amen. Somebody say amen. 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 So stupidity in contrast to evil, the stupid person is completely satisfied with himself. When irritated, he becomes dangerous, may even go on the attack. More cautious is therefore required when dealing with the stupid than the wicked. He is saying the stupid are more dangerous than the wicked. Never try to convince the stupid with reasons. It's pointless and dangerous. To understand how to deal with stupidity, we must try to understand its nature. Solomon's temple, David's heart. This much is certain. It is not essentially an intellectual but a human defect. 
There are people who are intellectually agile who are stupid, while intellectually inept people may be anything but stupid. We discover this to our surprise in certain situations. It's like I said to the guy the other day, you don't have any idea how smart I am. I'm I'm so smart. I'm way smarter than you, but I don't know anything about that. You with me? You with me? Bob Evans, I think I'm degree-wise, I'm smarter than Bob Evans. I got a master, I got a PhD, actually. Bob Evans, he don't have the education like I got. I'm a lot smarter than Bob. Except I can't fix anything and he can fix everything. So it's all perspective, isn't it? And so if we're not careful, this creeps into our theology as well. See, we tend to think we're more holy because we think we know more, right? We're spiritually stupid. To understand how to deal with stupidity, we must understand its nature. This much is certain. It's not essentially an intellectual, but a, oh, I said that, didn't I? One gets the impression that stupidity is often not an innate defect, but one that emerges under certain circumstances which people are made stupid or allow themselves to be made stupid. We also observe that isolated and solitary people exhibit this defect less frequently than socializing groups of people. You can get this picture, right? Somebody who tends to be alone is far less stupid than somebody that hangs around one of the bunch of intellectuals. If some old guy was out farming in the woods and he had a cabin out there, he would never in his wildest dreams ever think that a man could become a woman. But if you're really, really smart and really, really educated, then you're going to hang around a lot of people and they're going to cloud your mind and you're going to become stupid. You don't believe stupid stuff, right? Thus, perhaps stupidity is less a psychological than a sociological problem. Wow. It is a special manifestation of the influence of historic circumstances on man, a psychological side effect of certain external conditions. Anybody booming yet but me? A closer look reveals that the strong exertion of external power, be it political or religious, strikes a large part of the people with stupidity. Hang on, I got to say this before. I got to say this before I forget it. Fox News had the Republican debate last night, 4.5 million people. Fox News telling us all what to do, right? Donald Trump on Twitter had 84 million. 84 million people don't care about the Republicans. They're following MAGA. You get it? what's going on? And what, what is Fox News trying to do? Fox News trying to make you stupid. They're trying to make you stupid. Bring all these intellectuals. Okay. Um, yes, a closer look reveals that the strong exertion of external power, be it political or religious, strikes a large part of the people with stupidity. Yes, it seems as if this is a sociological, psychological law. The power of some requires the stupidity of others. In order for Joe Biden to be in office, there have to be some stupid people who voted him in. Are you you with me? For for you guys, for you guys to be put on masks, you got to be stupid to wear masks. The power of some requires the stupidity of others. I'm going to say it again. The power of some requires the stupidity of others. The only way a doctor can have power over you is if you're stupid enough to believe the lie he's telling you. Now, why is the doctor so stupid? Because he's hanging around all these intellectuals. Are are you following the pattern here, folks? 
This is this is marvelous, right? Uh, the power of some requires the stupidity of others. Under this influence, human abilities suddenly wither or fail, robbing people of their inner independence, which they more or less unconsciously renounce to adapt their behavior to the prevailing situation. In other words, you quit thinking for yourself and you get involved with group think. The media understands this. That's why they call it programming. You shut off Fox News and your 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 life's going to clear up. Because see, you've been taught Fox News is on your side. And Fox News hates Trump, and I don't care whether you like Trump or not. 84 million people tuned in to watch Trump last night, while 4.5 tuned in to hear Fox and the Republican debate. Some, it's unbelievable. The fact that stupid people are often stubborn should not hide the fact that they are not independent. When talking to a stupid person, one feels that one is not dealing with him personally, but with catchphrases and slogans that have taken possession of him. Somebody say boom right there. Boom. You're talking boom. to people and they're just repeating stuff. Boom. They, don't, they don't have an original thought of their own. They're just repeating what they've heard, right? Wow. These catchphrases and slogans have taken possession of their mind. They're under a spell. Remember we talked about that the other day? They're blinded. He is abused in his own being. He doesn't even realize it. Having become an instrument without an independent will, the fool will also be capable of all evil. And at the same time, unable to recognize it is evil. This is so good, right? What do you think is going on with transgenderism and cutting off little boys' dingers and all that stuff? Why? Because they, they only act on, I'm sorry, the fool will also be capable of all evil, unable to recognize transgenderism as evil. He can't even recognize it. Here lies the diabolical danger abuse. Through this, if people can be ruined forever. All right? Jesus is the truth. Stay with me. But it's also quite clear here that it's not an act of instruction, but only an act of liberation that can overcome stupidity. Betty, I'm going to read that again. It's quite clear here that it's not an act of instruction. You don't need more information. You only need liberation. It's just to say, you know what? I'm going to figure this out on myself. I'm going to, right? Remember when during the COVID thing when they were telling us, don't do your own research? Remember that? Don't do your own research, right? Let them program you. Okay, so until then, we will have to refrain from all attempts, George, to convince the stupid. You cannot convince the stupid, folks. In this state of affairs, we try in vain to know what the people actually think. They do polls and all that stuff to try. They don't know. Groupthink. The Bible states that the fear of God is the beginning of wisdom. Thus, the inner liberation of man begins by living responsibly before God. Only then may stupidity be overcome. I miss, I miss Vinny because that would be a great boom. Isn't, it, isn't, that, isn't that what you're dealing with, folks? Isn't that what we're dealing with? So then I got kind of curious. And I said, oh, uh, well, let me see here. Uh, let's go to Webster. 
because we 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 interchange words, and as you know, I'm a wordsmith. I love words. Change the words, and you change the world, right? So, Jonathan, what does it mean? What did Webster say it meant to be stupid? 1824. Stupid was very dull, insensible, senseless, wanting in understanding, heavy and sluggish. Someone who is stupid is someone who is dull, heavy, and formed without skill or genius. So stupid people are those who will not receive the truth. They're stupid. Okay? Stupid comes from Latin. Stop. Stop. They stop learning. They stop being inquisitive. They stop doing their own investigation. This is good, isn't it? I ought to charge for this. So I said, Lord, well, what's ignorance then? What's ignorance? Ignorance is want, absence, or destitute of knowledge. If you look at the top, it's Latin. It comes from the word ignore. Ignorant. Ignore. They ignore the truth. They ignore the truth. It's the negative state of mind which has been, which has not been instructed in arts, literature, or science, or has not been informed of facts. Ignorance may be general or may be limited to particular subjects. Ignorance of the law does not excuse a man from violating it. Ignorance of facts is often venial. Wow. Ignorance in the plural is used sometimes for omissions or mistakes, but the use is uncommon and not to be encouraged. So someone who is ignorant is someone who is ignoring the truth. They ignore it. They ignore the facts. Well, this is good, isn't it? How about what's it mean to be enlightened? Anybody out there feel like they're enlightened? I feel like I'm enlightened. What is enlightened? Well, isn't it amazing in the middle of that word is light? In the beginning of, I know my life, I was an English minor. E-N before it means to put in, to put in. To enlighten somebody is to put light into somebody. So if you're enlightened, it's mean rendered light, illuminated. Instructed, informed, furnished with clear views. So we try to inform people. We do the best we can to enlighten them, but they have to pull the curtains open. The frustration, see, you can only do so much. And the frustration will come, excuse me, by the curtains or the wall or the roadblock or the information that they've already decided they were going to believe. Right? So I said, okay, well, that's good. Well, then what's knowledge? Because knowledge and wisdom don't make you spiritually smart. So it says, right? So knowledge is a clear and certain perception of that which exists or of truth and fact. The perception of the connection and agreement or disagreement and repugnancy of our ideas. Knowledge is learning and the illumination of the mind. See, here's what Ronald Reagan said. Ronald Reagan said, it, I'm going to kind of paraphrase it. He says, Ronald Reagan sort of said, it's not that what people know, what Democrats know that make him ignorant. It's what they know that's not true. Are you with me? Think how many people you come in contact with who have all kinds of knowledge and information that's not true. It's not true, right? So acquaintance with any fact or person, cognizance, information, power of knowing, and isn't it interesting that knowledge is also sexual intercourse? Huh. Boy, that's in, that gets intimate, doesn't it? 
to know someone, to know. So you can believe a lie. I don't know if it's possible to know one. It's possible to believe one. One more. What's wisdom then? Because there's clearly a difference between wisdom and knowledge. Clearly a difference. You ever ever remember the absent-minded professor? Remember that? Absent-minded professor? What was he? So daggone smart, he couldn't be any good. Right? Because why? You have any wisdom. Wisdom is the right use or exercise of knowledge. The choice of laudable ends and of the best means to accomplish them. This is wisdom in, a, in act, effect, or practice. If wisdom is to be considered as a faculty of the mind, it is the faculty of discerning or judging what is most just, proper, and useful. And it is to be considered as an acquirement. Don't they tell you who are you to judge? Myra, isn't that in the Bible? Judge not, huh? It is the knowledge and use of what is best, most just, most proper, most conducive to prosperity or happiness. Wisdom in the first sense or practical wisdom is nearly synonymous with discretion. It differs somewhat from prudence in this respect because prudence is the exercise of sound judgment in avoiding evils. Wisdom is the exercise of some sound judgment either in avoiding evils or tempting good. Oh, my goodness. Prudence, then, is a species of wisdom. In Scripture, wisdom is human learning, eradication, knowledge of arts and sciences, quickness of intellect, readiness of apprehension, dexterity and execution, natural instinct and sagacity. In Scripture, wisdom is true religion, godliness, piety, the knowledge and fear of God, and sincere and uniform obedience to his command. This is the wisdom which is from above. Isn't this something? What? what? Okay, so look. So let, let me double back here, and then I'm going to open it up. Let me double back here. The rapture is non-essential. Why do we spend time arguing on it? How we baptize people is non-essential. Why do we spend time arguing on it? Uh, speaking in tongues is non-essential. It's not salvation. It's non-essential. Why do we spend time arguing on it? And the point that I've been trying to make is not whether we come in here and argue about about theology. The point I'm trying to make is why do we argue about it? It doesn't matter. It's secondary. It's secondary. My wife can put on all the makeup she wants, and she won't look any prettier. She's pretty by nature, right? It's who she is, the radiance of what comes out of her. We're doing the same thing with religion. We're letting the same thing happen to us with religion. Ronald Reagan says, good catch, John. It isn't so much the liberals are ignorant. It's just that they know so many things that just aren't so. By the way, that applies to religion, doesn't it? Religion is what? Set of rules and regulations that people see as their duties to God. Wow. I got more. I'm going to. I'm going to go ahead and open it up. Neil, come on in, then, then Myra. Go ahead, Neil. It's amazing that you teach on this. Last night I was reading 1 Corinthians and the fruits of the Spirit, or I'm sorry, the gifts of the Spirit, and I was reading that knowledge and wisdom are two different gifts of the yes. Spirit. And I thought to myself, wow, if you could 
get one with knowledge and one with wisdom to walk together, you'd have almost an unstoppable duo. Oh, because Dave, in the multitude of many counselors is great wisdom, not knowledge, right? Not knowledge. Knowledge and wisdom. Wisdom is the application of what you know and when to do it. Do you understand that? Some You might say, you might be getting ready to do something. Like I called Steve Deck yesterday because the pond isn't holding water. And I went back and forth with Steve Deck. And I can't tell you the wisdom he sees that I don't see. That's why in the multitude, see, I got knowledge, but I don't have the application of that knowledge, the wisdom of that. Are you, are you picking up, folks? And I believe that has happened to so many of us in our spiritual condition. And that's why I've been focusing on what I've been focusing on, not to prove that I'm right or I'm wrong. Say, folks, apply wisdom to what they're telling you. Apply wisdom. Because Solomon's temple it's not David's heart. They're not the same thing. Knowledge alone can be dangerous if you don't know how to apply it. Knowing how to shoot a gun is really, really good unless you don't know where to shoot it or when to shoot it. With me? Myra, then George. Coach, thank you so much. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for leading us in all truth. And I'll be reading from 1 Corinthians 1, 18 through 20. 1 Corinthians 1, 18 through 20. It is written. For the preaching of the cross is to them that perish foolishness. But unto us which are saved, it is the power of God. For it is written, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise and will bring to nothing the understanding of the prudent. Mm. Where is the wise? Where is the scribe? Where is the disputer of this world? Have not God made foolish the wisdom of this world? Mm. Hallelujah. Oh, boy, oh, boy. Is, is, let me, somebody help me out here. Are there any dumber people than medical experts? <laughs> huh? I'll never forget that's what Sherry Tinpenny told me I said Sherry how can, how can they not see this she said they're stupid that's what she told me she said they the whatever the health department sends out a paper and they read the paper and they follow the paper they don't they don't think they just follow the protocol they've been trained to follow the protocol don't go away I got a video to show you here in a second George come on in yes coach and you should charge for this because I am I am enlightened and I see we have I think 114 people in here right now. If any of these 114 people are enlightened like me from coach every single morning, please put in ten dollars. I'm going to do it. Put in ten dollars today. Uh, also about stupid, I'm talking about drop dead stupid. My family. All of my family drop dead stupid and slash ignorant. I can't get through too many. But educated though, George, right? Educated. Yeah. They, they're just educated fools. They've been educated in stuff that's not true. But they think they're smart because why? They're educated. And George, they think you're stupid because why? Why? You're going to religion, George. Right? Folks, that's, that's the battle we fight. Right? Oh, man, I got a video. So stay there. Eileen, then Tom. 
or M or whichever. Eileen? Well, I always said being a lawyer and suing a lot of doctors, lawyers practice law and doctors practice medicine. Yeah. And which one do you want practicing on you? <laughs> and and I always, every time somebody does something stupid, I think of Jeff Foxworthy uh, or Bill Endwall, you know, where they had their comedic uh, 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 scene. Here's your sign. You know, when the guy's yeah. fishing yeah. on the deck, on the uh, dock yeah. and he's got the fish there and, and somebody walks up. Hey, man, you catch those? No, they jumped out of the water onto the dock. That's Here's right. your sign. So he said, if we all walked around with our IQ on our forehead, we wouldn't get mad. But obviously from wow. this, this program, it's not the IQ. And I just want to finish with this. I have a friend of 40 years, high school education. She's suffered from depression many years, two bad marriages. And she was on the phone talking to my husband, who's a doctor, and trying to convince him to take the shot. She's trying to convince your husband, the doctor. Yeah. Uh -huh. I said, excuse me, stay in your lane. Okay. <laughs> I, go, I go, remember, I've known you for 40 years. So be very careful about the advice you give. Oh, boy. Because we got a lawyer and a, and a doctor here, and you're a high school graduate. And now she's in the hospital, just had open heart surgery. Mm, 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 mm. So thank you. Amen. 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 Wow. wow. Book learning doesn't make you smart, friends. Mm. Nothing makes you smarter. Amen, than coach. Amen. Nothing makes you smarter than experience. Nothing, nothing. It's greatest teacher. Tom, come on in. Yeah, Coach, morning. Hey, morning. Uh, I watched the thing on the Special Air Service, the British uh, Special Forces. And when these guys go through training, they, there's a, a team of psychologists that, that, that watch them. And they interviewed one of the psychologists. And he said, we learned a long time ago that there's a difference between education and intelligence. Mm -hmm. That's why some of these guys... Are, are street punks and they come into special air service and they're just whizzes. Yes, sir. And, you know, if we look at, if we look at our financial system in its present state, all these people have been to college and universities, degrees in this, degrees in that, and they're dragging financially, they're dragging us over the edge of the cliff. They are. They're programmed. They're programmed. Yep. They believe information that is not true, friends. They believe information is not true. What did Jesus say? I'm the way, the truth, in the life. I'm, I'm, what I'm teaching you is the, it, it's the truth. Well, I'm teaching you the truth. This other stuff, evil men have crept in unawares. Huh? Oh yeah, they have. Yeah. They're going to fool you. That's, that's how they get power over you. They tell you lies and you believe them. You believe the government's here to help you. You believe the dollar is always going to be there, that it's sound and they lie to you and you believe it. And then when you stand up and say something publicly, your friends say, George, you're stupid. George, what's happened to you? By the way, our son Zach is, I sound like Joe Biden here. I don't know if I know an intellectually smarter guy than my son Zach, the way his mind works. Unbelievable. Um, always was. And he went to law school and he came home after the first semester of law school. And I said, who the hell made you so stupid? He couldn't, he couldn't think stupid. He couldn't think rationally anymore. Because all law school does is teach you 
to attack the truth. You guys know that, don't you? If you get a lawyer, his primary job is to make sure that other guy looks like a liar. That's his job. And to put doubt in the mind of the jury that they will believe beyond a reasonable doubt, right? Yeah. So you become so... Yeah, doesn't matter. I'll talk about that. Amen. Clay, come on in. And we'll show you a video here real quick. Go ahead, Clay. Well, I've heard it said that you can gain uh, knowledge through study. But if you want to gain wisdom, you have to observe and go through experiences to learn wisdom. Yes. Wisdom is the application of knowledge. Boom. It's the application of knowledge, right? And so... Uh, again, talking about my pond, I've been doing some work in my pond. I went out there yesterday at the pond, and I took my phone, and I showed it to Steve Deck, and he noticed stuff I didn't notice. I'm smarter than Steve Deck. I got a, <laughs> I got the postgraduate degrees. But I can't see the common stuff right in front of me. Why? Because I haven't been trained to see it. Hang on, I'm, sw- I'm shifting gears. That's religion. That's religion. And so they keep us all bottled up in our doctrine, our church's doctrine, whatever it is we believe, and we become ineffective because we can't apply what we simply know. We can't apply it. Right? Do this, don't do signs, signs everywhere, signs. Do this, don't do that. Can't you read the signs, right? Okay, I'm going to show you something here. For those of you who think, that uh, our good friend Jesus Christ was a fool or was a softy or didn't judge. Uh, let me show you this. Pull this up here. Spencer, uh, Jonathan, I got to find it. I got to wait for it here. Pull up number four, B, number four, B. Hey, folks, this is Jesus speaking to the religious leaders of his day. Jesus, who they told you, didn't get involved with politics. Remember, the Sanhedrin had power over the Jewish world. They were the government. The Pilate, when Jesus stood before Pilate, he said to Pilate, you have no authority over me. And Pilate agreed. And then the Sanhedrin when they wanted to kill Jesus because he wasn't believing their doctrines, it was getting kind of rambunctious and people were getting to follow him as he, as he sh- uh, shook the apple cart. They went to the Romans. They went to the Romans. The Sanhedrin went to the Romans and said, we got to kill this dude. We don't, have, we don't have a law to do it. We can't do it. Could you do it for us? Pilate said, I don't want to do it. He said, you guys are your own nation. You know, I, I don't want to do that. I said, please, man. Hey, if we don't, if you don't kill this guy, we're going to have all kinds of, whew, there's going to be turmoil everywhere if you don't kill that guy. So the good government, not wanting any trouble, said, okay, we'll, we'll take care of him for you, which is exactly, come on now. I'm not saying Donald Trump's Jesus, but it's the same thing, isn't it? The establishment doesn't want the people to follow a non-establishment guy. That's religion. It's religion. So I want you to watch this reaction of Jesus. He just heals this blind man. And I don't know if you remember the scene. He spits, makes mud, rubs it in the guy's eyes, and all of a sudden the guy can see. And I want you to watch 
the reaction of the religious world, the rural followers, and Jesus' reaction to them. He's going to tell them this, what? You're full of dead men's bones and all corruption. Go ahead, Platt. Master, I can see. I can see. Who is he, Master, that I may believe in him? You're seeing him. It is he that is speaking to you. I believe, Lord. Cheat was never blind. What? Are we you of the temple lying? know that he only pretended to be blind in order to earn his living. It's he's right, he's a liar. I've known him a long time. He's never been blind. And what's your story? That you can give sight to the blind? I came into this world to give sight to those who cannot see. And to take away sight from those who can. What do you mean by that? that we who are righteous are blind. If you were blind, you would be without sin. But since you say we see, your sin remains. That's true. This man was through the devil. Hypocrites all! For you shut up the kingdom of heaven against men. You do not go in yourselves, nor do you let others enter. Blind guides! You strain at a gnat and swallow a camel. You bow before the letter of the law and violate the heart of the law. Justice! Mercy! Good faith! You are like whited sepulchres, all clean and bare without, but within, full of dead men's bones and all corruption. You see these stones, do you not? I tell you, there will not be left here one stone upon another that will not be thrown down. Yours? is a house of desolation, the home of the lizard and the spider. Serpents, brood of vipers, how can any of you escape damnation? You shall not see me here again, not until you learn to cry. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. For I and my father are one and the same.
Wow, huh? Wow, that's better than standing up at a school board meeting, isn't it? Boom. Boom. Boom, see? Boom. So Solomon's temple, David's heart, religion or Christianity? Which is it going to be? Because if we're not careful, you're going to fall into religion. You're going to get trapped into do's and don'ts and wills and wants. Dave Allison and Tim. Good morning, everyone. Great teaching. Jonathan, if you could bring up uh, 1 Corinthians 2, 13 through 15. These are the things also we speak, not in the words which man's wisdom teaches, but which the Holy Ghost teaches, comparing spiritual things with spiritual. But the natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness unto him. Neither mm-hmm. can he know them, because they are spiritually discerned. Amen. But he that has spirit, but he that is spiritual judges all things, yet he himself is judged by no man. So, Coach, this is this is why we see we're winning. We know the devil's being led into a trap that's going to destroy him and his yes. kingdom. Yes. But if we look with the natural eyes, all we see is defeat. Amen. Right. So you that's see. why you got to look beyond those things and know and see. And because we feel in our spirit, yeah, we're grieving our spirit for the things we see, but yet we have that peace that passes all understanding because we know we're really winning. Amen. And we are. We are. Dave, I'm just reminded again, 84 million people turned out to hear Trump and 4 million turned out to hear the rest of them. MAGA is winning, friends. I don't care what you feel about Trump. MAGA is winning. Tim and Randy. Hey, I just had a revelation this morning. Good. You know, people tell me I'm stupid for getting up at 3.30 in the morning to watch you at 4. I said, that's stupid, Tim. And I'm sitting here thinking, am I a stupid person? And I thought, no, I get up in the morning because I love Coach. I'm not gay. But Coach, I love you. Amen, dude. Amen. And I do I love you. So anyway, and this is this is free. Romans 7 says we died to the law. There's no law anymore for the Christian. So have fun on that one. Yeah, have fun on that. <laughs> remember this. Remember, friends, please remember this. The Lord gave you law for protection. When he said don't eat shrimp, he didn't want you to die from the bacteria that were in shrimp. When he said don't eat pork, he didn't want you dying from the bacteria that was in pork. His laws are protective. Not re- What did Jesus get mad at the Pharisees about? He said, you heap these rules on top of people. Said you don't go into the kingdom, nor do you let them go in. That's the trap of religion. Randy. Coach, you, you've painted a beautiful picture. Uh, I really appreciate you. you. We you show people. That's why I keep coming back, Coach. You you, you show people. You, I want to I want to read two scriptures, and, and Dave Allison is right on it. Tim's right on it. To First Corinthians chapter two, verse four. This is Paul, coach, showing, showing them. You have to show stupid. You can't tell them. And then sometimes they still don't hear it. But look, coach, Paul says 
and my speech and my preaching were not worth persuasive words of wisdom, human wisdom, but in demonstration of the spirit and of power. Wow, wow, wow. That was what Jesus did, Coach. That's what he just did there in that movie. He showed them, touched the man's blind eyes. Okay, verse, chapter 4, verse 20 says it again, basically, for the kingdom of God is not in word, but in power. Mm. It's in that demonstration, coach. It is. So it is. We don't have to say as much as we have to do. We have to show the stupid, coach. That's the only way they'll ever have a chance to come out of it. Randy, religion is the enemy of Christ. I'm, I'm sorry. Folks, I'm, look, legalism is the enemy of Christ. Now, I'm not saying... There aren't rules and regulations that we ought to follow. I'm not saying not saying that at all. But if you live your life simply by following the rules, well, then you have the demonstration, but you don't have the power. And so much of what we do in church is we teach bondage, not liberty. Where the spirit of the Lord is, there's freedom, not bondage. With me, aren't you, friends? And so the outside world looking in at us doesn't want to be one of us because they see bondage. They don't see they don't see freedom. They say, "You mean I got to quit drinking beer? I got to quit hanging out with the boys?" See, they don't understand that you quit drinking beer because your heart changes. They think we quit drinking beer because we're not allowed to drink beer. They don't. You, you, are you with me? Solomon's temple. Wisdom, right? Wisdom and the application of it. David's heart, Solomon's temple, David's heart. Religion and the liberty of Christianity. We don't get it. And and, and I, I, always, I say this a lot. If I knew what you knew, I'd think like you. If you knew what I knew, you'd think like me. And the problem is, we don't know what they know, and they don't know what we know. And it's only the truth that sets you free. So evidently, 4 million people, that's all, that's all. Anybody politically savvy, only 4 million people wanted to hear any Republican other than Trump. 4 million, 80 million wanted to hear Trump. Because why? They're waking up. They understand Fox, Fox News is dead, friends. Fox News is dead. Fox News' number one guy, used to be Hannity, not anymore. Fox News' number one guy ran his own program last night, and all the viewers followed him, not Fox. Can you, can you see what went do you got? Do you guys understand the significance of that? What do you think, that, what do you think the Republican bigwigs, what do you think the folks of Fox News, what do you think the people at CNN, and MSNBC, what do you think they're doing today? They're biting on some serious nails. And I'm going to tell you something. Donald Trump's never been in greater danger. Hey, oh my goodness, I almost forgot. Seven o'clock tonight. Seven o'clock tonight, we're doing a prayer vigil. We're going to pull down. Is it tonight? It is tonight, and it's Thursday. Seven o'clock tonight. Come and join us. We'll be here for an hour, and we're going to pour down... Pull down these forces of darkness. Hey, folks out there, listen, those of you on the uh, 
of Patriot Party News that are watching. You can be part of this with us tonight. Go to CoachDaveLive.com. CoachDaveLive.com. Click and join the huddle, and you can be part of one of the most amazing prayer gatherings ever that you've ever been part of. CoachDaveLive.com. Click on it. We will be doing live group prayer from 7 o'clock Eastern Standard Time tonight to 8 o'clock Eastern Standard Time, and you can come in and pray. You can come in and read the scripture. You can. Please join us. Hey, where the spirit of the Lord is, there's liberty. We are so winning. See some of you tonight, rest of you tomorrow.